Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. All right, and we're back with another episode of Horror Vision. I am your host, John. And I'm the co-host, Bug. And today we have the 1974 classic, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The OG, as some would say. The OG of the OG. I don't think, I don't know. Well, if you really think about it, because, like, a lot of people think the first slasher's Halloween, but Black Christmas predates that by a couple years, but that one's more of, like, a cult classic, like, gem, sort of, and, but, like, so that one gets forgotten, but this one actually came out a few months before that. Um, there's definitely different things going on, but as far as, like, slasher icons, Leatherface, I guess, technically would be the first. I mean, if you want to split hairs and go into it. I guess Psycho would be the original slasher, but this is this is one of the OGs. This is I mean you, you can't deny facts book. I mean, I guess Ooh, you can't. Psych- it is 2022. You could de- deny facts. Psycho with uh Christian Bale. That's American Psycho. I also love that movie. Yeah, I love that movie too. We should do that sometime. I guess we can do whatever we want, right? I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. You are. It's going to come out of your uh, your small earnings. <laughs> All right, it's well, going to come out of the fun fun. All right, well, we'll hop into it here. But uh, first, best part of the episode, what have you been up to, Boog? I remember the last time I was thinking and I said, like, Scar- someone should pee on you. That's a scary thought. Yeah. No, I so thought I, was, I thought I was gonna do the peeing. Oh yeah, that's right. You're gonna pee on someone. I, I would have been the the peer. They would have been the PE. Either way, there's gonna be an exchange of urines. Okay. But no, so I wasn't thinking about that until right now. Um. So, what what do you think if uh, we just like sold, um. I don't even know which state. And maybe sold it, we'll, we'll sell a state and the whole thing is going to be just one giant solar farm for solar energy. So the the issue right now, that's not a bad idea. You want a state that faces western, so it gets the most sun exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the issue right now with solar panels is their I think it's the transistor, like the the ability to capture the sun's there, but to convert it into like, uh, in more importantly, store that amount of energy 
we just don't have the, I think it's capacitors for that right now. But so as technology goes along, that's 100% going to be viable. You are going to have fields, and you already do in some places, of solar panels. Um, but do you have access to and own large portions of lands for solar panels in the West? Um, so the, I know the only state that's really like not inhabited in the West is Montana, but that's up North. So it's not going to, I don't think that's going to work. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if you get a lot of snow. It's about snow or sun exposure. Yeah. But I feel like if it's in Montana, that's not going to be good because it's going to be too much maintenance on them. Like I'm trying to think, I'm thinking of like the least amount of maintenance with the most sunlight in it and an area where there's not a lot of people so it's not we're not going to be kicking too many people out of the state or like force them to leave or something you know like so you've you've never been what how far west have you been in your life cleveland ohio okay so not west at all um so when i flew out to vegas the last time uh i was pretty stunned there's large portions especially the further you get out towards Vegas of just absolutely nothing. And it's just deserts. So, I mean, imagine you'd probably want to purchase land there if that's the uh, route you're going to get. But I guess if we're going to tie this into the movie, um, I don't think you want to necessarily go like um, sparsely inhabited areas because a cannibalistic family uh, might chop you up with a chainsaw. I don't know. I think that's the message of this story. I think the message of this story is people in the west better watch out because elon musk is about to buy your territory i don't think so um but i do think i'm on to something you can say it's okay you can say i'm right i'm smart i'm genius you're not you're, I'm, a, I'm a forward thinker you can say it you're not though you are so behind the times like people like if you would have said this idea in like 1990 you might be on the forefront of innovation but you were like so far behind but you you, know you lack the the main thing if you're going to be a late entry in a market like you have to have the capital to buy your spot in the market and you don't have anywhere close to that so book what are you going to do about it uh i'm going to tell you first of all i'm missing a big 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 you're missing a big i thought you're going to say uh, you were missing a chromosome no, no, you're you're missing a big, big factor. Um, I wasn't around in 1990, so like, I can't. I, I, there's no chance. I was already. I'm, I'm already behind the times. I guess you can say. Dog, I was already like so you in entering a market. You can be behind the times, but you either have to do something different, which this isn't something different, or you have to have the capital to become a large player in the situation and you don't have either of those things and you can't read i can spell capital could you and let's move on to the next <laughs> uh the next thing this is not i don't even understand this isn't even what you're up to and this doesn't even pertain into peeing on people i don't where is your head right now bug uh, do you really want to know? I don't. I really yeah. don't. You don't got, ask questions you don't want to know the you, answer You to. got done watching this movie and your just head's fucked up. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. I guess we'll move on again. Once again, another week, Boog Bug doesn't understand the assignment. Classic.
I mean, I got I got the assignment. It's just um. All right, we'll hop into the story now. Then after that, waste of our lives. Thanks, Bug. Appreciate it, Bud. Got you thinking though. No. All right. Well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, nineteen seventy-four. Uh, en route to visit their grandfather's grave, which is which apparently has been ritualistically desecrated. Five teenagers drive past the slaughterhouse. They pick up and then quickly drop off a sinister hitchhiker after he attacks them. Um, they stop at a gas station to because they're running low on gas. Um, there, uh, they meet the guy referred to as the cook. Uh, they get some delicious home-cured meats, and then they head out towards the old family home. Uh, while they're there, they're plunged into a never-ending nightmare as they meet a family of cannibals who more than make up in power tools what they lack in social skills. And that's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I like that. I guess a uh, side note, too, is it's partially based on real events. Like, there wasn't, like, a cannibal family in Texas chopping people up with chainsaws, but it's based on the real-life uh, serial killer Ed Gein, uh, who used to desecrate graves, and um, he would make furniture out of people's body parts and skin and stuff. Like, if you ever want to see real creepy pictures, book, look up that shit. I really don't want to. Do it. No. You don't have a choice. I told you, like, dude, I moved down there because you said there was issues with the, the chandelier you got at the condo. Like, I'm going to, uh, we're replacing that with a human face one. Oh, please don't. Please don't. The only thing I will accept, though, is a half a skull with, uh, made into a candle. Or made into, like, a goblet. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, you can drink out of that. I'll pass. Just like a set of like coffee mugs, but they're skulls. Yeah, again, that's all you. I'll pass. All right. I'm not that big of a coffee drinker. When I used to work in an office, um, I drank like five, six cups of coffee a day, but that's just because like it was there, you know? Yeah, like, it was it, something like, to drink. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I'm, I'm not a, a big coffee drinker. Like, I won't make. A uh, cup of coffee at home, but when I was in the office, I would just keep drinking it. I don't know. It's I mean, just, if there's like a, it was something to do, get up from your desk and then just go make a cup of coffee and then drink it. Yeah, if there's like a Red Bull, I'm sure you'd rather be drinking that. I did also when when I'd go to lunch, I'd stop at the gas station on the way back, and I would I would I was at the point drinking like one or two Red Bulls a day. There was a point where I was drinking way too many boog and I was at work and I stood up and like fell back into my seat and almost passed out. And then I was like, I'm not drinking any more energy drinks. So I didn't drink another energy drink for probably like three or four yeah. days, three or four days. <laughs> no, but I definitely cut back. Like that shit is terrible for your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I can't drink energy drinks. Uh, last time I had a monster was what I was like seventh grade. Instantly got like violently sick and just like threw up all over my buddy's house. Damn, you're soft. Um, last time I had a monster was Saturday. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Saturday, we we were gonna uh, invite the uh, the listeners to to play some Friday the Thirteenth with us because uh, Boog looked on Steam, 
saw that that game still had uh, at least 400 people playing. We're like, oh, you know, we'll give it a try. Uh, we've, we've been talking at the end of the episode about getting some more uh, content on our YouTube channel. They're like, you know what, fuck it. We'll just do a spontaneous thing if if anyone was interested in dropping in playing. So we tried playing a couple games, and the state of that game is way fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's absolutely ruined there's only like one game of people playing and they managed to somehow break the limit of people that can join so instead of having like the set amount of campers which i can't remember it was like under 10 it was maybe like eight or something now it's like we played in a game with like 20 and if you die you can just exit out and then come back into the game going on and uh also now they there's somehow managed to to break it to the point that they have two killers in the game it was just an absolute mess. And you know what? It was still fun, Boog. I still I still was having a good time. Uh but yeah, I don't I don't think that's something that uh we'll be able to um to play with our listeners, because uh, the game's fucked up. But in a couple months, uh I do know that the same studio gun guns media, I think they're called. I don't know, gun studio, whatever, the the people behind the Friday thirteenth game got the licensing for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, and they're no gonna have, way. Mm-hmm, they're gonna have a similar uh, isometric, uh, asymmetric. Um, I always mess that two up. Isometrics that view from over top asymmetrics, just uh, uneven amount of players on either team. Um, and it'll be a similar style game. And I would definitely be down to try that out with some of our listeners and and, and get some streaming of that up. Um, I don't. I feel like it'll be more difficult to do than the Friday the Thirteenth game, but. I'm willing to give it a try. We play bad games all the time, Book. Oh, 100%. What makes those games for me, though, is there's a microphone and you can communicate with people, and I don't give a shit what I say to people. Yeah, if anyone ever listens to our episode in, episodes and wonders, like, man, Book's just quiet, or he's giving these, like, one-word responses, like, I like it. You should see him playing online video games, because he's a yeah. completely different person. If that I, person was able to come out on the podcast, this would be a better podcast. I'm, I, I, I'll, I, I'll go on record to say it. I am not afraid to say that I am a huge trash talker when it comes to like sports or competition or anything like that. So like, just I, I just I, think I just, of a, I just I just think of it as a competition. Yeah, right, I'm going to talk more than you. Yeah, no, not no. You're not competing against me. We're on the same team, book. You're competing. Well, you th- you you think you're better than me? fucking garbage Dude, you no, fucking garbage no, you com- fucking think you're better than me man you're competing against every other podcast book all of them oh you're oh, you're direct okay. you're in direct competition with joe rogan well i'm gonna stop listening <laughs> to the conan podcast no nah, that's a good podcast shout out conan i love that i know i love that podcast <laughs> um but yeah, I, I just figured tie tie that in there before we uh, hop into our pros and cons. But that's something in the future we can look forward to. We'll give that a try and get some of the listeners involved. And I also think coming out real soon is the Evil Dead game, and that's supposed to be similar uh, style to that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we can definitely um, get some streaming video of us playing and and get the get the listeners involved because because we like we like our community so far. I mean, there there's always going to be a couple turds in the punch bowl, but book that's never stopped you before what does that mean there's always been a couple of turds in the punch bowl first of all which party is it going to i gotta know for a friend second of all did you just think of that yourself no that's a you never heard that saying before no 
It's no like, one's ever came up to me like mm-hmm, it's, it's too like this, many turds in the punch bowl again. No, it's the same as uh, someone saying to another person like you're a party pooper, like a real downer. Like you must be real fun at parties. Like that's a turd in the punch bowl because at parties they used to have like punch bowls. You know, like they used to put turds in them. No, it's so hard trying to explain stuff to you. So hard. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, let's hop into this. Lead us off. Give me a pro, a con. What did you like? What didn't you like, Bug? All right. I don't know if it was just because of the age of the movie, but I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I don't know if it was supposed to be hilarious or if it's just because it didn't age real well. No. So I'll get. I'll go into that because um, movie was directed by Toby Hooper, a legendary horror master. Um, he's done. Uh, funny thing, book. So you know how you were talking. You might want to do the uh, Salem's Lot. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so it's like the the two part mini series from nineteen seventy nine. But he was the director of that as well. Ooh. Um, also, still to this day, has my favorite vampire in that. Um, the, like the blue skin rat looking dude. I forget what his name was. The neighbor, but that's my favorite looking vampire. But he, um, he's yeah. a, he's an absolute legend. He did uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the second one, which. Going along with your saying you think this is comedy, I think you would actually love the second one. Actually, technically, I like the second one better because it's a, a different style movie. Um, and then he also did Poltergeist, which there's a crazy theory with that. Steven Spielberg was an executive producer on it. Uh, the Hollywood legend was that Steven Spielberg actually directed that movie. But since he had his different contracts with like Amblin and stuff like that, where he couldn't make an R-rated horror movie that he had Toby Hooper be the director so that he could direct a horror movie. I don't know. It's a whole big legend, but that movie's fucking awesome too. But he absolute legend, but where this plays into what you were saying about, like uh, you found this movie funny was that Toby Hooper was shooting for this as a dark comedy where with the things that you see on screen, people miss that a lot of the times because of how terrifying and gritty and everything came off. But if you go back and watch it, like there is funny parts in it, like the grandpa trying to hit the girl in the head and she can't hold the hammer. Uh, the cook beating his brothers with the fucking beating the, the main girl with a hammer as well. Like there is funny parts in it, but it is like a real fucked up movie. Um, beating and, everyone with a broom. But, but that being said, the the second one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, is a full on horror comedy, and it's batshit insane, and it's fucking awesome. Like honestly, I recommend that one to you. That one is awesome. Like, I, like it would be right up your alley. What the uh, the funniest part also, to me one, was one, one last thing. Shout out, um, Toby Hooper directed my. <laughs> My favorite Billy Idol song, the music video for it, Dancing With Myself. <laughs> also, oh, actually, one more shout out, because I'm looking at this list here. I always forget um, low-key 80s uh, horror gem, The Fun House. I love that movie. I used to love that movie when I was a kid. It um, It's it's pretty wild. And I know they talked about remaking that recently, but that's, that's another one. We'll definitely do that one at some point on the podcast, because uh, it's my podcast, and... I like that movie. <laughs> I think he probably would like it too, but so that's worth it. But I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to say I've, I've been wrong when saying that you might like movies. So 
Yeah, usually when someone says I don't, uh, I would like this, I usually don't like it just to spite them. I was literally going to, you took the words out of my mouth because I was going to cut you off, which sometimes I do too much, but people don't want to hear you ramble. Uh, you did way too fucking much, man. But uh, the you do. I, I know you as a person. I've known you for years now, and you will dislike things out of spite just because you think I, someone would like you, like <laughs> like someone yeah. someone thought you would like something. You're like, like no, like, fuck you, man. I mean, you know my brother, and he recommends like video games or like comic books or like books in general to me all the time, mm-hmm. and like I've I've either tried to read try to read something or like. Uh, like put the uh, uh, audiobook on and I, I get like two minutes into it and I'm like, this is shit, dude. What is this, a fucking wizard? He doesn't even have a staff. You, you call this a book? Yeah, you're, you're literally the definition of a hater. Yeah. Um, but that's the, the funny thing, like a juxtaposition there. Like your brother's the opposite of you. Your, your brother's the type of person that he, no matter how bad something is, like he will never say that it's bad. Like he, he looks for the good in everything and you just fucking straight up hate. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot for something to impress me. And even if it did, you might not even say, yeah. I mean, unless it, unless it really impressed me or if you're right, right in front of me and I'm trying to not to get stabbed or like murdered or something. I'll be like, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty good. Don't, don't fucking cut me. (laughs) That's how I roll. So my first pro in this movie would be the cinematography. Uh, There's some scenes that the way that they have them set up, like the, the shots of the opening house, when they do the scene, uh, where one of the girls is walking up to the house and the camera's a low angle looking up at the house from behind her. Like, that's iconic. Like, it it, it looks awesome. Um, I forget who did the, the camera work, but dude absolutely fucking crushed it. it, it the, the interior scenes when they're in the house and where he chooses to film from like uh for example the scene when the when the they're at the dinner and they're trying to get the grandpa to crack her head open um they they choose to film that from out in the other room and the way that the the design choices they make on that makes you think like make i guess wouldn't think but makes you feel like you're in that dingy run down texas house like they it, it it's does a an excellent job of pulling you into the story into the movie itself and um i'd have to give big props there the cinematography awesome and i guess i mean it is a lower budget small film and at the time in, in 74 it, even like with the hd now it's still like a gritty looking film but I actually think that adds to the film. It almost has like a documentary feel to it. Like it feels kind of, the movie feels kind of real, you know, book. It kind of, it, it, to me, it kind of felt like a lost footage mm-hmm. film with how, like how you, you were, you put it perfectly, how it makes you feel like you're in the house with them. Like you're terrified of what's going on around them. They're freaking out. You're freaking out. They're in the van. There's some random, like, uh, um oh my goodness i just blanked on what you call a what do you call those people their side of the road they got the thumb hitchhiker hitchhiker i wanted to say hobo hiker for some reason i think hobo is derogatory now bug 
My bad, hobos. But, uh, I mean, we when... Are, we are the number one podcast for hobos, dude, so we don't want to lose that demographic. How are you listening to us? Don't ask questions, dude. I just go with the analytics. But it, it was... The cinematography did a great job kept like making you feel like you're in the van when they're driving and like the dude's cutting his hand everyone's freaking out everyone's screaming like i thought that was beautifully done and it was like it was almost cringy for me to watch that yeah so what's uh if you had to to pick one what's like your favorite scene in the movie my favorite scene just because i thought it was downright hilarious um when the cook goes back or like when the cook like reveals who he truly is to Sally and just beats the shit out of her with a broom. I'm not going to lie. Like that's, I know it's not like scary. I know it's not like, I, I mean, it, it It was just hilarious to me. I, he really, he, he really does he, beat the fuck out of her with that broom. <laughs> yes. He, he, he really does. And then when he puts her in a truck and they're driving and he's like, don't worry, you'll be all right. And he's like, continues to hit her with the broom it looked like he was turning butter i'm like what is going on right there are you jacking Churn. out the broom are you turning butter Churn, churning butter bug no you're turning butter jesus christ <laughs> oh man hey I-, I can't tell you nothing i live by my own rules barely uh, my favorite scene though uh is when it's just Sally and her, the main character, Sally, and her brother, um, who's in the wheelchair. They're the only two left, and the, um, the others had went uh, down the street to another house that they saw the light through the woods to, to go see if they had some gas for their van. Uh, so so they're, like, waiting at the car for them, and they decide, you know what, like, we, it's getting late, it's getting dark, like, something might have happened, let's go check, so... Sally's pushing Franklin and he's being a real big wine ass and he fucking drops the, the, uh, the flashlight. And when they pick it up in the way that that was done, and it's actually like, that's still one of like the scariest jump scares I've seen in a movie. And it's just leather. The light just shines right on Leatherface with a chainsaw and just Franklin gets fucked up with a chainsaw. Yeah, that is a good one. That was to me, that was probably, I hate to say it, but that was the only part that I was actually kind of, like, scared of. Yeah, I mean, that's the only... Because it's dark, and then, like, that just does come out of nowhere. Um, yeah. But there is, like, that creepy tension, like, the setting. Like, so that that's another positive for me. The set design. Um, the, the set designer, he went out, and he actually got, from different farms and stuff, real-life animal bones, and he assembled all those different um sculptures and things hanging off the wall with like the chicken bones and the human skulls all around that house um the that, that's the like Sawyer house far, yeah by far the creepiest part about that movie is just the bones everywhere the chicken just constantly mm-hmm. you know whacking over there that's, whatever chickens do you know that's i mean i'm giving a lot of pros it's a it's a great it's a classic and for a reason like but that's another thing that adds to that is like you have the set design that makes you feel and it's gritty and grimy and gross and has all the bones and the human parts around the house but then toby hooper i was reading he actually did those sound effects at his house with his own things but the creepy and it's iconic now the like the hinge sound which it's supposed to mimic like the snap of a camera like that 
you know what I'm talking about? Like he did that mixed with like industrial sounds and just that is is unsettling to like the human yeah. ear. So that that attitude even more made it even more creepier. So like yeah, I get it. It's not like the scariest and there's scary like few and far betweens like truly scary parts, but it has the atmosphere because of the set design, because of the sound design. And that's it's mm-hmm. top notch and it's it's crazy to think for a nineteen seventy four indie movie. It's nuts. Yes. Absolutely. I'm going to hit you with the con here. Hit me with it. Um, I didn't like how they decided that the cook and the... Uh, oh, my God. I was almost said Hobo Jacker again. <laughs> hobo Jack. That sounds like someone that steals hobos. <laughs> Watch your back out there. Um, no, but I don't, like, I don't like how they decided to be Leatherface's brothers because then it kind of downplayed... To me, it felt like it downplayed the how crazy Leatherface actually was, you know? So that's the thing is Leatherface isn't that crazy. He is like basically like a mentally uh, handicapped person that is abused and taken advantage of by his brothers. Um, like sloth. Like, yeah, you saw it at different points like when um, – it's like the the one person escapes and he's freaking out and doesn't know what to do. He, he basically is like sloth in the at the Goonies, um, and then the cook he doesn't kill people. Like he just he says like I think he says something like he doesn't have the stomach for it. But like he's always like he he beats his brother with the with a broom at one point for did he let anyone get away? All this stuff like he's just a. Um, uh, like a met, like not a sympathetic character because obviously he's done vile things, but he's more of uh, an abused, taken advantage of character. Whereas uh, his brother, the hitchhiker, is absolutely psychotic. And um, like I guess the real bad guy is the cook because he's like yeah. the head of all of it. He's yeah, a, he's a, a truly evil person. To me, it made it feel like Leatherface was like a side character at the end there. Like well, the well, main killer, the main slasher is just a side character. He's just a pawn. Yeah, so this is this is you coming in like this is your first experience really with the series, right? Yeah. So like that's your outside coming in Leatherface is synonymous with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You think, "Oh, he's like the sl- he's like along the lines of Jason and Friday the 13th, Michael mm-hmm. Myers and Halloween." freddy but he he's not he is a side character in these movies he just happens to be so iconic because he's a guy that wears someone else's face and attacks people with a chainsaw like that's super memorable but he he, leatherface isn't the main character of the story yeah see uh, i mean i get it but it is different compared to you're right, like Halloween so, Fridays, so, you know. So piggybacking on your con there, though, it, it is a good point because it is weird that they're brothers. Like I think it would have made more sense if the cook was like their dad, and then the hitchhiker and Leatherface were brothers, because mm-hmm. the cook seems like a lot older than them. Um, especially with st- like now the legacy sequel that's coming out. Uh, Leatherface is what can be like in his late seventies. I, I still don't know how they're gonna do. So, spoiler alert: that's coming out on Netflix in a couple of days, and that will be our next. Uh, the next episode we do is the the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which they they fucking did it again. It's 
the le- Texas it's a, Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah, it's the Lega sequel named Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, and you know how everyone knows how I feel about that. Uh, but it takes place like this movie takes place in 1974, was filmed in 1974, and the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre takes place in modern day. So looking in the movie, like if even if you said Leatherface was like 20, which that's generous because he looks older, but he's bigger. You don't really see his face. So say if he was 20 and 74, like he's how can he even pick up a chainsaw in 2022? You know, but, yeah, but yeah. We'll, we'll see because uh, he's not supernatural. He's just a regular person. Um, and I mean, that's some the issue we kind of have with, with Hel- the new Halloweens, but mm-hmm. after seeing the last one, like, it's hard to say that Michael Myers isn't supernatural now. Cause that's always been the debate. Cause Jason, obviously he dies and comes back. He's supernatural. Freddie, obviously supernatural, but there was always a debate with Michael. Um, but there was never a debate with Leatherface. He was always just a fucked up, uh, hillbilly with a chainsaw, but we'll see we'll see bug he, he he grew up on the wrong side of the tracks i think most of texas is the wrong side of the tracks um because you have highly populated areas like dallas san antonio like those areas but then there's long stretches like people underestimate how big texas is it's fucking huge yeah i, I wouldn't know and to be honest, it doesn't seem like a place I really am curious about. There is places you would absolutely love, though, there. If you ever get a chance, go to Austin, Texas, Boogie. You would love it. Their barbecue is better than North Carolina's barbecue. Oh. Write that down. And it's awesome for live music. Just absolutely awesome. Yeah, I got to give that a shot, though. And that does sound nice. Yeah. But uh, don't take any back roads because the Texas Chainsaw m- Massacre. <laughs> Uh, so what else? What else you got for me, Bug? I'm I'm gonna go with another con. What? Not a con. I just want your opinion on this. Okay. I'm gonna say all the characters. Uh, I did not care for. I was kind of expecting and slash hoping they would die. Like they didn't really have that much of a backstory for me to get attached to them. Yes. So I'm not gonna dispute that. I think the main girl, Sally. She she was oh, like not hateable. Like someone to root for. She's in a fucked up situation. Um, but the other ones, uh, her other friends were very forgettable, uh, and they're killed relatively quickly. Uh, but the one that you definitely want to die, and I think sometimes they go back because this is like a prototype for the slasher movies. You go back, and sometimes they automatically bake in a character that you want to die. Like think the the new Friday or the newest when I say the new, the newest, the one, the remake from 2009, the reboot Um, and Travis Van Winkle's character, like uh, the real rich dude that everyone's like, this dude's an asshole. Like modern horror movies, they kind of bake in that guy and it's like, all right, the audience becomes invested because they want that asshole to die. I think the, the prototype of that is her brother Franklin because he seems like a character you should be sympathetic for like he's bound to the wheelchair he can't get around uh when the other friends are exploring the house he can't even wheel in and it's someone that you should be sympathetic for but his personality is so whiny that everyone just fucking hates him and they're like when he gets killed and he gets killed brutally with the chainsaw you're like fuck yeah finally yes um but yeah the I think most of the characters 
as far as the victims are forgettable in this. Franklin fucking sucks. You hate him. And then Sally's like, she's okay as a final girl. Yeah. Uh, played yeah. by Marilyn Burns. Um, it, but then we're talking like how Leatherface is a side character. But you think about it, the villains in this, the family, the cook, the hitchhiker, um, Leatherface, even their old decrepit grandpa, like they're more of the characters of the family's more of the characters in the movie and they're fleshed out and they got their own personalities. And, um, through the way they interact, you get more of kind of like their backstory. You can kind of see like how they, how they are. And I feel like they're more developed. And I think that's what the strength of the movie. So I would, I would agree with your, your con there. Like not, like you said, it's not a real big con, but like, it's, that's not the, by, it's one of the weaker parts of the movie, but I mm-hmm. think that's, I, I don't know if it's by design, but it's, the movie is more about the cannibalistic family than it is the victims. About, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, uh, but you hit the nail on the head with the hammer with Franklin. <laughs> I had to process that as I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I like I pictured how your your mind was working. It was like Homer Simpson, like a thought bubble, and you're just seeing like a nail getting hit with like something first. You're like, and then like the hammer popped up in your head, and you're like, oh, that's what hammers are for. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I worked through that one. Yeah, hey, I'm, but, I'm glad uh, that's a big step for you. <laughs> hey, I'm getting progress. We, this is what this is episode what thirty nine forty forty one. Cut that last part, please. Um, but but uh, Franklin, though, I mean, at times I feel like I'm sympathetic towards him because, like, yeah, he's in a wheelchair. He can't do anything. Like, they're talking about going swimming, and he can't even go down there because he's in a wheelchair. But at the same time, we, I, he had some of the funniest parts in this. Like, he goes out to take a piss the first five minutes of it, and... <laughs> he gets spooked and he fucking his wheelchair just takes off down a hill and he's just pissing and rolling down a hill dude i was dying at that i don't know why but i was like all right this guy in the wheelchair i really hope he he just gets up and he's like yeah yeah guys i'm fine i fixed me like the the sounds that he was making like too when he was all yes. around like, <laughs> yes he was like a like he had a, a a bad situation, but like you could easily played it and it would have been more sim- sympathetic for him. But they went the opposite route and it was like, man, like I hope some random dude with a chainsaw gets this guy. Surprise, they do. Oh, um, what did man. you think? What did you think about the ending? Because um, <clears throat> that last about twenty minutes just gets like batshit insane. Yeah, so it was pretty. It was a pretty common slasher in the beginning half, like with slashers I'm familiar with. And then all of a sudden it just went to like, we're going to reveal everything and everything turns out to be really fucked up. Oh yeah. It was, it became like a weird, like art house style film. Like you got zoomed in looks from different angles on eyes. You got the industrial sound effects, just her losing her mind, screaming, the family screaming back at her, like mocking her. You got a hundred and like thirty-seven-year-old grandpa trying to hammer her in the head, and she's freaking out and breaks free, and she's running. Chainsaws are revving. 
the the hitchhiker get fucked up by an 18 wheeler which that effect obviously they used a double they didn't run a guy over but they for what it was that effect was was effective it worked like he got fucked up by the 18 wheeler oh for 1974 practical effects that was excellent i thought dude that's my uh that's something you're gonna like about the second one too tom savini does the special effects in the second one. Ah, uh, tom savini classic yeah. hey pittsburgh legend hey uh oh. the my favorite character in the movie though is the the truck driver mm-hmm. that that's he runs him over and sees sees Leatherface chasing uh, Sally, and he gets out of his truck because he doesn't know what's going on. Like he's like, "Oh fuck, I ran over a guy," but he doesn't even talk. But he just like you can tell by the look on his face. And then he all of a sudden he looks up and sees a dude with a chainsaw running. He's like, "Oh shit!" He's running. They run back in, and this is one that's I I get because it's panic in the moment, and like obviously the chainsaw guy's right there. Like maybe he can cut through the door, but you were in the truck at that point. Like just start it up and drive away. Yeah. Um. I'm- but he they do go out the other side while. Leatherface is trying to chainsaw the door and he picks up a wrench and that boy like he's not getting enough love because he he turns around he squares up with Leatherface and cracks him in the fucking head with the wrench yes (laughs) absolutely smacks him Leatherface falls down cuts his own leg and then like they another truck comes and Sally hops in that but like this is something you don't know what happened to the truck driver that dude just kept running he just kept running down the highways like fuck this I'm out of here oh man yeah but so that's another it ends with another iconic scene and they always try to capture it in uh subsequent sequels and reboots but the scene with leatherface pissed off at the end freaking out and just spinning around and spinning the chainsaw on the texas road like iconic man it's when you think of leatherface it's like that scene like he's like a maniac with the with the chainsaw yeah, I, I have one uh, point to bring up with that. Refresh my memory, because, you know, I'm dumb. Um, was there any music when he was freaking out, spazzing like that? Or was it just pure chainsaw sound? They were, well, there's the chainsaw, and they were, as they were doing, there was some of, like, those, um, the camera sound effects, those industrial sound effects, some of those. Okay. Uh, and then they filmed it right as like the sun was like the the sun like the way the sun was like cutting across like the air like that's what I'm saying that cinematography is fucking awesome, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was that's cl- a classic scene. Classic, yeah. I mean, now now that I think about it, there's a lot of movies that try to recreate that, but they just it it you can't beat the OG. Yeah, you can't beat the original. Uh, so what uh, what else do you got here? That's, I'm pretty spent on my pros and cons. The only other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, Marilyn Burns played by you know playing Sally. She was burn she was burned she was burned she was born in Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay, that's only three and a half hours away from where we grew up. <laughs> Which I mean, if you think about it, one day we could get there. Dude, you went to college in Erie. I did. I did go to college in Erie, yeah. So, like, I, I gotta, I gotta step ahead of you because yeah. I lived in Erie for a little bit. Um, I guess, I guess, I, I've, I've been there multiple times. Uh, well, hey, yeah, but this hey, for what? reference, I lived for two years in my backyard was Lake Erie. 
How about that, Bug? You think you're better than me? Marginally. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, all right, well, you ready for uh, ratings and recommendations? I was burn ready for it. All right, so as far as ratings and recommendations, I'm going to give this one an 8.8. Uh, highly recommend it. It is an all-time classic. Um, the idea of a uh, chainsaw-wielding psycho, uh, it come, mostly comes from this. Um, classic scenes. We talked about the cinematography. Awesome. Um, some people might not like it, and I know like when it first came out, there was a lot of... Uh, controversy because of the graphic nature of the film um, almost how realistic it felt and that's a credit to the directors uh, but so if you are squeamish like this is a movie along the lines of like after you watch it you feel kind of dirty like you might want to take a shower uh, mm -hmm. but if you are a horror fan this I'm is a must must watch for you um, and I know a lot of times because uh, they had sensed they had the the remake and the prequel of that back in the early 2000s um, like I that's that's when I was in middle school and that's that's the movie that that most people like now associate and, like that's the way it goes sometimes like if you talk to a kid about Star Wars and depending when they grew up um, like even to the point of your generation i feel like those kids most associate with the prequel trilogy but if you were talking mm -hmm. to kids nowadays like their star wars is the new shitty sequel trilogy but when i was coming up like this the the prequel trilogy didn't start till i was nine years old so i i came up on the the original trilogy so like that's my stars but it, it just depends like when you have those ideas and they're repackaged but the i i did I do, do really like the remake of this, and I know a lot of people don't, um, but the the remake's like a darker, more Hollywoodized retelling of the story. This is a seminal classic. Like This is something I feel like, uh, if you call yourself a true horror fan, and not gatekeeping here, but you um, have to know like this is a key key mark in the genre like this is a, a must watch for you and along that lines it, and you just watched it today book like it, would you say that this still holds up today uh yes and no yes and no so watching it there's a lot of references that i can make to a lot of newer movies which means this was the OG. This is where a lot of the it's the archetype. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this is the structure that horror slasher films have been building upon. You know, so is it almost like a, a fatigue type thing where those things were fresh when this came out, but a lot of those ideas became cliches because they were done over and over again. Is that is yes. that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, but I'm the, just saying, even amongst those for lack of a better word, modern imitations, like this would hold up as, as a story. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So that's them. So like I, any horror fan, I would recommend this too, particularly. Um, I mean, this, this has, as far as obviously, like we said before, the, the grandfather of like the slasher genre, but also it has, it's the original roots for the like 
what was it, mid to late 2000s, the slasher porn category, like the Saws, Hostels, the, those mm. gory things, because those ideas come from the some of the shit you see here, like people getting put up on meat hooks, getting cut up with chainsaws, getting cracked in the head with the hammer, some of those gory ideas. And if you actually look at this movie, it's not as gory as people make it out to be because the way they filmed it and the sound effects they use makes you think that you're seeing a more graphic film than you really are. It's it's masterfully done. Like there's not much else I could say to that. Uh, eight out of eight, or yeah, eight of eight, eight point eight out of ten. <laughs> eight point eight out of ten. Um, it's a it's a I think that's a fair ranking. I'm gonna go a little bit lower though. I'm gonna go seven point nine out of ten. Um, so this was my first introduction to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. Franchise, thank you. Working uh, it out. I had a feeling that it was going to take you a while to get there, but I knew what you meant. <laughs> yes. Hey, that's why that's why we do this together because I couldn't do it alone, and you probably could, but I appreciate you having me. Yeah, um, you are replaceable, book. Oh, I, oh, I know. <laughs> Dude, my mom tells me that every day. That's sad. Um. That'll be it. Um, but no, so it, f- this is truly for like from the early the earliest movie that I've seen that has created so many iconic scenes, and you can reference, you know, you you can watch Friday the Thirteenth. You can reference a thousand things from those movies uh, from this movie. You can watch, um, uh, what what uh, I'm blanking on it now, Freddie. Oh my god! Nightmare on Elm Street. Thank you. You can watch those movies. You can reference many scenes of those to this movie alone. So this movie, it—it's not only is it a good movie, but it is iconic for the horror genre. It is what created a, an entire category on its own, pretty much. Um, and it—it it really set the bar high in some. Some uh, movies hit, some movies don't. But watching this in today's, from today's like perspective, um, I can see why some of the, like Friday Thirteenth, for example, some of them are more like comical. There's a lot of comical things that fans don't like, you know, because this had some intentional humor. But watching it today, like I thought it was overly. So that's like something going back when some of the horror comedies we've done episodes on, um, there is a lot of parallels between the two genres, like comedy and horror there. It's a a pacing thing and it's about the punchline. So if you are able to build the tension or the anticipation of the comedy, and then you deliver on the punchline, whether it's the scare, the kill, or the, the, when the joke hits, like there's a lot of, pacing and structure that's similar between the two genres that just makes sense that they fit together in some aspect you know Mm -hmm. yeah exactly thank you for i can't help it that i'm more articulate than you book i was born you really (laughs) i was not um hey you're just a different perspective yeah but uh for references for recommendations not reference recommendations um if you've never seen this movie, you're doing an injustice to yourself right now. Um, you're going to jail. <laughs> you think you're going to like jail? Um, what if you, what if was you've that ever, supposed to be? 
No, I don't. Is that your, I new, don't. Is that your new character you're work, workshopping? Your southern, southern jailer? I'm working on a lot of characters right now. You want to hear my Australian accent? No. Okay, there it is. <laughs> that's the one I hate the most. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's still a work in progress. Yeah, it's not ready for prime time. Mm-mm. But um, what, what I think of a lot when I watched this movie was every single goddamn haunted house or whatever attraction I've ever been to, each one of them has had a room that was like the cannibal's house. Yeah, like the intestines sit on the tail. Like, dude, that, I, I'm, I'm glad you said that. That was a very astute observation because you know why, Bug? The the feeling I got during this movie, and I forgot, I forgot to write it down, but there's times like when she's going through the house or like when she first runs in the house and she's going through it or when she's escaping and just the, the scenes where they're filming, it felt like going to a haunted attraction. And you, yes. you just nailed it with that. Like that's, that's, per, that's like literally perfect way to explain it. Like it was like going to a haunted house. And, and that's why I'm irreplaceable. <laughs> I mean, so going back to when you didn't know which episode this was, <laughs> I'm going to give you, no, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because you haven't been on all the episodes. Yeah. Hey, appreciate that. But, uh, were you, the, yeah. were, were you the guy on the original episodes book? Um, yeah, I was the OG co-host. Yeah, you're the guy in the original. There's a stretch there where I replaced you with multiple guys. All right. But maybe, uh, maybe you pull a little bit more weight. And they failed because I am the best co-host ever. Yeah. You just, I couldn't have two people that actually brought something to the table. I needed one where the audience is just like, I have to be, I have to be, this is a little behind the scenes for the listeners. I have to be the one that people are kind of like, that dude's a little snooty. Like he's a fucking asshole. Like he's mean to that book guy. You're the everyman book. You're the one that people relate to because they dumb as fuck. Yeah. You dumb as hell, boy. No, you're you're supposed to be on their side. (laughs) Uh, All right. So what would you get? A 7.8? 7.8? 7.9. 7.9. 7.8, 7.9. We've been on a heater the past couple of weeks. Movies worth watching. Give them a... Give them a little watch, you know. Is this is this the first time we're gonna have back to back movies called uh, Texas Chainsaw or like called the same same thing? Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a couple times in the past where we were going to do like the original and a newer one that's coming out with the same name, but we we just it just never lined up like that for us. But this will be the the first time that that happens. Um, so I will make sure to distinguish in the episode notes. Uh, clearly that this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974. Nice. Hey, put it in parentheses. Hey, it's, I am, I am, you know, that's how, that's how it's notated. So, you know, I'm going to do the, do the listeners a a service, you know, you know me. I can't wait till, uh, I'm down there in person and then I have you actually doing the fucking this shit work. (laughs) I'm just afraid that. I'm every afraid time, to give you access to the to the the actual because I obviously if the listeners send it and stuff or any deals that come through I obviously you're you're a partner on this you you get a look at it and you have your three percent of the input of whether we take the deal or what we're gonna do um, but three quarter percent <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> there's gonna come a time where I'm gonna give you access. Uh, 
to the the actual accounts as far as like a someone whatever you have the autonomy to respond to them and that's the part i'm nervous about because i don't but back to what i was saying before uh with boog and how he's a different person when we're gaming as opposed to what comes out on the podcast um when he's more free when he's off the chain when he uh when he doesn't have the filter he doesn't have the benefits of uh a, our editor in the editing room, um, which is me, uh, it can get a little off, uh, a little off the rails. So, but it's gonna happen because you know what, twenty twenty two, everything's going off the rails. If if you guys are interested in, at any point that just happening right now, just send me an email, send me, uh, send us a, a message on Twitter, and just hashtag uh, free the bug. <laughs> no, to, to put it simpler for all of our hobo listeners out there, just remember when bug. When the book, what? when when you open Pandora's box and he he's the real book's released, you can't put him back in. <laughs> no, no. When the cat's out of the bag, it can't go back in. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna fit in a box, but that's just my opinion. Uh, uh, I don't know. I've seen some pretty big refrigerator boxes. I mean, that's something that our hobo listeners I'm taller than relate. most refrigerators. I mean, that's something. I, have our hobo listeners write in. Let us know how big of refrigerator boxes are out there. Listen, like. You've seen me in person. I'm a big guy. When's a Mul- when? multiple times? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh Christ! I, well, I can't wait to start shit talking on something. Like I'm getting excited. Like the bloods, the bloods pumping. Oh man! I'm I'm pumped for it too because I think we'll have a good time and it'll be good to interact with our community. Uh, at the same time, it's just more more work for me. <laughs> That's why I gotta get you. I gotta teach you some things, and then then we could really be a well-oiled machine. A damn well-oiled <laughs> machine. All right. Well, let's wrap this up here. Um, if you're listening to our podcast on your favorite listening uh, service, awesome. Uh, if not, we are on most of them. Most of the the ones that are known: um, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, uh, Audible and the other Amazon associated project products as well as iHeartRadio, uh, their new podcasting service. So give us a check out on that. Um, if, if you want to leave a review as well, that'll definitely help the podcast. If you liked it, awesome. Shoot us five stars. If not, like that's okay. We're not for everyone. Like certain movies aren't for everyone. Uh, people have different perspectives, Boog. Um, in that case, just, you know what, just let us know, say, Hey, it's not for us. Give us four and a half stars. So either four and a half stars, five stars, and then, uh, we appreciate it either way. Uh, other than that, you can reach us at huntershorrorvision at gmail.com. Let us know if there's a movie you want us to check out. If you have any questions, uh, we'll respond to you there as well. Um, we're on Twitter. That's just at horrorvision. Uh, give us a follow on there. Uh, we always post stuff up there, uh, interact with people as well as if you want to reach us there, just shoot us a DM. We're quick to respond on that. Um, what else we got? We get the YouTube channel. Like we've been talking about, uh, I, th- I finally think we figured out the Avenue with that and we're going to get some, uh, some of us streaming some horror games up there and some other content that's Hunter's Horror Vision. Uh, give us a like link, subscribe there. Is that right, Boog? Is that is that what the kids do on YouTube? Uh, that's how it's done, yes. Okay, thank you. That's why you're here. 
Um, other than that, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, that's 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 about the gist of it. What is it? What is a gist? Um, a gist is something that you don't want to know. <laughs> I, I bet you, book. I bet you thought the the phrase was the jizz of it. Uh, see, I think uh, I think many things. I think sometimes and. Yes, I, I did think it was the gist of it, the jizz of it. Listen, I have a bet out there right now that one of us is going to direct a porno in the next two years. Oh, dude, I would do one right now. Yeah, I, I mean, have a bet out there. I would direct it, but because I because I, I, I don't I don't I mean attribute wise, I think I think I would leave a little bit to desire. But you know, with some of the camera tricks and CGI nowadays, we can make it work. Um. Why are you saying we can make it work? Well, if yeah, so in the I, if you're filming, I'm not going to be in it, man. I, I guarantee that. Oh, I mean, that was part of the deal of me moving to North Carolina. You were going to be, you were going to be the camera guy. Oh yeah, I'll be, I'll be the camera guy. I'll be behind the camera. Dude, the guys behind the camera half the time they're just like stuffing their face with food. I love it. I'll be eating a full rack of ribs with some someone just getting plowed on a couch. I feel I'm, like, cool, I'm cool with that. I feel like it's like SeaWorld, though. Like, um, like there's got to be a splash zone, you know, too. You, you have to be out of the way. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say, like, half the animals are just murderers. Murderers. So, like, half the porno actors are just going to, like, murder us or try to. Wait, why is there going to be animals? I, I thought you said it's like SeaWorld. I thought you were comparing the... <laughs> The, the actresses or Dude, actors or actresses to, to animals. Book, and they, the animals in SeaWorld kill people sometimes. Book, is this the reason you're not allowed back to SeaWorld? You know you're, I'm you're, not, you're not I'm allowed not allowed to, to SeaWorld for multiple reasons. Yeah, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to fuck the animals, dude. It, it it there's there's holes though. Yeah. A lot of things have holes, dude. Like Swiss cheese. Do you fuck Swiss <laughs> cheese? I don't want to talk about it. Jesus Christ. All right. Fucking play the. I'm going to have to look at your contract, dude. Play the music. Bye, guys. Check you later. <laughs>